Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. And what a lineup we had this week. You and Thomas, Nathan, Kate. Natalie Sawyer, Luke Moore. It's good fun, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, man. Sore? You feeling sore, either of you, any of you? Yeah, I'm going to have to go have a proper warm down now. Ewan's yeah. going to take me for a warm down. A few yeah. laps. Yeah. yeah. Good, Nathan. How did you feel? I feel like a new man. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie? Well, we're going to go to one of the four pubs uh, around oh, yeah. Griffin Park to yeah. uh, celebrate, or maybe not, or commiserate. Who knows? I feel like we've done that reference now yeah, on the maybe. podcast, but I reckon we can bring it up again <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time. Bring a bit more out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's have a listen to it. <laughs> Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. It's a contest that pits teams from all divisions against one another as our guests have the honour of representing the side they've always supported. The winning club will progress to the next round, whilst the losers will be left with nothing more than the dreaded vote of confidence. But who will be victorious and who will be vanquished? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Okay, let's start by meeting our two guests. Alongside team captain Luke Moore is Olympic and Commonwealth sprinter Ewan Thomas. Ewan, good morning. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you very Welcome much. Welcome to Glory Hunters. Thank you. We've got Ewan Gwyn Thomas. Oh, yeah, I don't normally tell people that middle oh, bit. That was fine. It's out there now. I think it's the Welshest name I've ever heard <laughs> in my whole life. Although my real name is actually Ellis. It's not oh. Ewan, so it's a, it's a weird one. So basically, when I was born... yeah. My dad doesn't really like the Welsh. My mum's Welsh. So oh, right. uh, he went to register me when she was in hospital. And on the way there, he goes, I don't really like that Ewan name. So Ellis, that will do. So uh, he called me Ellis Gwyn Thomas without my mum knowing. And then eventually, obviously, she found out. And they changed it. So on my birth certificate, it says Ellis Gwyn Thomas. And underneath it says amendment. This name has now been changed to Ewan. Oh. So for about a month or so, I was Ellis. You've got like a spy name. Yeah, secret, it's secret good. name. Well, I, I've been all over the place. Yeah. It's out there. It's out there now. It's out there, it's out there on Talk Sport now. <laughs> yeah. 
I think Ewan Gwyn Thomas is the Welshest name I've ever heard next to Yian Evans, yeah. the rugby player. I like yeah. that one. And also I've got a mate, Terry Lanverpool Gwyngil Gorgero Quim Jurboil Landulo Ilio Gorgogoch. Now, you support Southampton, Ewan, is I that do, right? yeah, yeah. And Saints. Luke, who do you support? Absolute stitch up this. <laughs> stitch up. <laughs> who do you support, Luke? Portsmouth. Yeah. Is this going to be a problem? No, it will be all right. We've chatted, haven't we? Hands like, across the Solent. Yeah. We are, we are, we are. I don't Second have a massive example. issue with Portsmouth because I'm not originally from Southampton, so oh. I'm not going to say I, I like the team. No backbone. But, that's you know, we're just going to we'll be all right about it. Yeah, and we will. We'll be fine. Hands across the Solent does sound like a charity single. Yeah, we'll do that after. <laughs> do that, <laughs> do that, that after. I can yeah. see you two doing <laughs> that. You and on lead. Yeah. That'd be very nice. Like a really bad bros would look like. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible bros. Yeah. No, they hate each other, don't they, those yeah. brosh brothers? We well, can't fit, be fit. No, we don't. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but love, you said. No, it is love. It's all love. Ewan, favourite Southampton player of all time? It's got to be Littiz, I think. Littiz. You know, just for the, the magical touches. And yeah. he never looked like a sportsman either, did he? He looked like lazy and a bit overweight, but it didn't matter. He could do magical things. And yeah, and he's a nice guy as well. Yeah, when you look at, if times. you go on YouTube and look at greatest Littiz moments, even you would enjoy that, surely, Luke? I don't even like hearing the word. Littizier. <laughs> Swearing, spit in your yeah. <laughs> Someone says Littizier. No, obviously, yeah, obviously a magnificent football player, yeah, amazing. Is there anyone from Southampton that over the years that you'd think, do you know what? I wish he'd played for Portsmouth. Do you know what? I have to say, since since he's done really well at Ajax, I was, I'm a bit of a fan of Dusan Tadic, who played at Southampton. I think they're crazy to let him go. But that's a boring football answer. In terms of other Southampton players... Don't change the habit of a lifetime, abso- Luke. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Uh, anyone from Portsmouth you'd fancy in your squad? Um, Ewan? Do you know what? Even now, I think I'd take Jermaine Defoe. He's about 45, but he can still knock him in, can't he? Patrick so, last week. Yeah, yeah he's, he's brilliant. I think he's one of those players where I just think any club would be lucky to have him. And I think he, you know, it sort of pains me to say, you know, he played for Pompey, but I'll take him. We had Crouch. He, yeah. he, he played for both, didn't he? Alan Ball obviously represented both teams with a great distinction, World Cup winner as well. So there's a bit of a link there. A bit of a link there. Yeah. Good start. And you are, are a dad now, Ewan? I am, yeah. Dad? Seven-month-old boy? Seven-month-old Teddy. Teddy Thomas. It's hard work. I love it. Yeah. He's brilliant. But all my mates were saying beforehand, you know, get your sleep in now. You're going to need it. I was like, how hard can it be? It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Will you bring him up to be a saint? Um, he got a saint's kit. When he, was, when he was in hospital, kit. they sent a sense kit to him, so it's very kind. But I'll just let him, I'll encourage him to enjoy sport and support who he wants. Fantastic. Yeah. Ewan Thomas, give him a little round of applause just amongst Welcome, Ewan. Welcome. And on, on Natalie Sawyer's team, hello, Natalie. Hello, hello. Hello. We've got Nathan Caton. Nathan. Nathan, how are you? I'm cool, man. You all right? Yeah, I'm very, very well. Very well. Sweet. Brentford. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah. wait. I'm, Straight in. The way you said it, Brentford. Well, really? Why? Well, only because, only because. We had quite a lot of Brentford talk last week on this show. <laughs> we'll get we ready for more, guys. This week, <laughs> this week, we've got you and Natalie, both Brentford fans. I think there's been more Brentford on TalkSport in the last two weeks than there has in the first 20 years. <laughs> Next week, it's all going to be the entire cast of people yeah. just do nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Brentford is done. And it's completely exhausted. Yeah. Brentford Leisure Centre will be empty. The yeah. Fountain Leisure Centre. Oh, oh, you've done your research. Really? Pretty good. Someone's been driving on the M4 now. <laughs> Nathan, have you supported Brentford all your life? From about um, high school, yeah, high school when when I when I knew enough about football. Before I was one of those those armchair, you know, support your whatever big club you see on TV. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't go. Why am I? And then I went to Brentford. I was like, this is what I like. It's cold. It's rainy, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Natalie, you ever see you ever see Nathan there? Have you met each other at Brentford FC? We haven't at, at Griffin Park. No. 
I think we've done like bees play or something like that. That's right. We've done the odd thing for the club at, oh. at the game, but yeah. we haven't met just at a game. No, no, no. But we're in different. Different, different ends. Yeah, you're yeah. in the evening standing, right? It's really boring, but for, for someone who loves Brentford, this is very niche. <laughs> <laughs> You've got more than one stand. Oh, <laughs> keep that coming. That's okay, that's a, that's the kind of chat that gives us a 0% win record. So <laughs> <laughs> Never won one. So yeah, I hope you're remembering all this, Charlie. The gigs we're getting. <laughs> now this week in uh, Brentford v Cambridge. Sure. Yeah. We know about yeah. that. Yeah, that it wasn't our first eleven. So in their defence, I can say that wasn't our first eleven. I, I, I pretty much knew we weren't going to win. Yeah. We have a terrible cup record. In fact, we, yeah, we are the uh, we've won. No, we've lost the most cup games in the league in uh, in this country. We're the worst cup side in this country officially. Of all the teams in the football league and Premier League, we've lost seventy-seven cup ties. So it's kind of. But we really do want more fans. Yeah. So people should come on now. It's kind of got to the point where, like, if a team draws Brentford, they kind of think of it as a buy into the next round. <laughs> really well, selling we Brentford. Think it's a buy. <laughs> we don't want it. You're selling it. Brentford to us this Sunday morning. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know Nathan, I, don't, I can't imagine people not knowing who you are, Nathan, but you're a fantastic stand up comedian. Let's hear a bit of your stuff now. Forget bombings and invasions. I think we've found a new solution to terrorism. Just get parents to go to the Middle East and take their kids back home. I think that'll work, you know. For example, if I was a terrorist and my mum or my grandma came to get me, that would work, trust me. <laughs> I'd be in a cave in Syria, and then all of a sudden I hear... Netan. <laughs> Where you? I know you're in there, boy. <laughs> Unless you want me to come inside there and embarrass you in front of your friend. <laughs> Bring yourself come. No. There we are, Nathan Caton on Live at the Apollo. Right, we're going to start. The scene is set for today's fixture of Glory Hunters. And today's fixture, Southampton facing Brentford. And to see who goes first, listen to this vintage clip of a Norwegian commentator being less than impartial following Norway's victory over England in 1981. Lord Nelson, Lord Babybrook, Sir Winston Churchill, Sir Anthony Eden, Clement Attlee, Henry Cooper, Lady Diana, Maggie Thatcher, can you hear me? Maggie Thatcher, your boys took a hell of a beating. Your boys took a hell of a beating. There we are. Now, the question following that clip is, who can name the most famous Norwegians? Uh, Ewan and Luke. How many famous Norwegians do you think you can I think can we could name? probably... Do, I've got at least two. two. So okay. I reckon we could probably do... If you, if you can include footballers, I reckon I can do at least eight. Eight. He's gone in, gone in uh, quite high with eight. Natalie and Nathan representing Brentford. Um, can, can we get to eight? I mean, well, I've, got, I've got footballers. That's thought, good. Well, that's good. I mean, I've only got one of those. So that's that's. So you've got four there. Yeah. I've got five. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of like Premier League six. sticker album, 94 <laughs> to 99. I've got, we've got seven. We've only got seven. I can't think of another one. So I'll think, think of another one. Yeah, one. Um, we can, we can, we can yeah, match eight. You, you go with seven. I'll tell you what, we'll, yeah. try and, we'll try and get eight from Luke and Ewan. Right. Okay, so do you want to do your two first? Okay, yeah. So Luke one, and Ewan, eight famous Norwegians, please. One quite topical. He's a current world champion in athletics, 400 hurdles. Carsten Warholm. He's world champion. I'm going to have to take, I'm I'm take, take your word for yeah. that. I can go for another athlete as well. He wasn't quite as successful on the track, but off track. The women loved him. He was about six foot five, blonde Adonis, 
called Gayo Moen. He was a 200-meter runner. He'd get to like Olympic semi-finals, but that was enough. He was very famous. Very famous yeah. in Norway. No, no, he was. He, You're not heard of him. He's good. <laughs> what, what was his name? Say again. Gayo Moen. Exactly. Game, okay, that's two. two so six to come. Joe Nesbo. Yep. Joe, Joe Nesbo. <laughs> Edward Munch. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roald Dahl. He's a scream. Yeah. Go yeah. Yeah. Roald Dahl. Uh, Tori Andre Flo. Mm. Oleg yeah. and the Soul Show. Now we're getting there. Um, Eric Neveland. Uh, can, that's eight, by the way. That's eight, yeah. Do you want any more? Lars Sivertsen. Nine. That's, that's, oh, that's it. Nine Norwegians. Oh. Nine Norwegians. It's pretty good. good. Oh, yeah. Someone Anyone also collected the sticker books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Anyone? I mean, any, any more? Nathan and Natalie? Just in general, yeah. Uh, like, what have you Henningberg. Oh, good one. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Wonnie Jonsson. Yeah, good one. Carson 99. Over to you, Natalie. Well, I, I mean, I can't believe no one mentioned Ada Hegerberg, obviously. Yes. She's Norwegian. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Morton Harkett. How Morten can we forget Morton This is the whole of our heart. Yeah. That's the one. Actually, I think, Natalie, for mentioning our heart, that seals it for me. So you will go first in this round. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Right, my club's bigger than your club. You have 30 seconds to tell us why Brentford, Nathan, is bigger than Southampton. Okay, well, first of all, I'll say Brentford is more known. You say Brentford Football Club, people go, oh, that's a club with four pubs in each corner. People know that. You say Southampton, people go, what, is that near Northampton? No one knows, right? <laughs> also, think about it, right? Brentford, we've got QPR, Fulham, Watford, uh, Reading, Dan, M4, so many clubs to compete with. Yeah, we're still an established club in the championship with five consecutive top 10 finishes. You guys, Southampton is a one-club city. If you had to compete with all the clubs that we have to, you would not be as established as we are. Hence, therefore, we are the most successful and bigger club. I like that. Oh, there That's we very are. Good. It was very good. I mean, it was very all good. very similar to all the points we made last week. I'm <laughs> <laughs> struggling to think there's any more points about Brentford we could possibly raise. It was pretty good. Ewan, do you want to hit back? Why is Southampton a bigger club than Brentford? Southampton's clearly bigger. Look at the famous fans we've got. They include Craig David. You tell me a Brentford fan <laughs> who could meet a girl on Monday. We're talking about <laughs> a trapped girl. Take her for a drink Tuesday. We know what happened by our Wednesday. David Frost. This brought Nixon to his knees, David Frost. A powerful man. He's met the most important men on the planet, women on the planet, and he chooses Southampton, he chooses his club. Southampton, right, we won the FA Cup once. We did it on purpose. It's just vulgar to win it more than once. It's showing off. <laughs> Look also the amount of English captains played for Southampton, right? We've got Peter Shilton, Alan Ball, Mick Mills, Kevin Keegan and Alan Shearer. Right, they may not have played for Southampton at the time they captained England, but absolute legends. There it is, Ewan Thomas, Ewan Thomas. Okay. I'm going to give the round to Ewan. Ewan yes, fantastic. I'm going to give him a 3-1 win. Three Ooh. goals for Ewan, wow. one goal Just for Brentford. One. So at the end of that round, the scores are Southampton 3, Brentford 1. And next up, Ian Holloway recites some of football's strangest quotes. I have seen a lady who plays the saxophone fantastically. Give her a big applause. <laughs> What's going on here? Still to come, we'll find out which football manager Jose Mourinho would least like to fight and what is Denver Bar's biggest secret. But first, Ian Holloway is a man with a unique turn of phrase, a lovely voice, smashing accent, and that's why we thought he'd be the ideal person to test our team's knowledge of some of football's best quotes. The teams will have a couple each. Now, all you have to do is identify who said them originally. Now, the teams will have a couple each, and all you have to do, teams, is identify who said them. 
I feel sorry for Luke about the South, South, Southampton thing. I feel like he's sort of really plucked at my heartstrings. Yeah. And so, Luke, I'm going to let you go first. Thank you, Does mate. Does you feel better? Yeah, the, pl the plan worked perfectly. Thank oh, it you worked perfectly. I got fished in. Okay, okay. <laughs> so here is the first quote read by Ian Holloway. Who said it originally? Everything on earth is a game, a passing thing. We all end up dead. We all end up the same, don't we? There we are. Who said it? Alan wow. Shearer, Neil Shipley, or Pele? Three very similar players there. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think I, it would be I didn't even understand it. No. Did it make sense? Could we hear it again? Can we hear it one yeah. more time? Everything on earth is a game, a passing thing. We all end up dead. We all end up the same, don't we? You're listening to TalkSport. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that might... I would be tempted to go with Pele. I was going to say that. So we go for it then? It's quite wise. It's like toward... It's, it's, it's someone who thinks they're really wise. So yeah. I'm going to say Pele. Ewan and Luke for Southampton have gone for Pele and it was Pele. Yes. Oh. I went to a dinner once where Pele was the guest of honour and um, they had a little um, sort of after-dinner speech with him and the presenter and everything. And at the end of his talk and his, his wise words about his football career, I'm not making this up, they said, now we're delighted to say that one of Pele's best friends and his favourite recording artist is going to come out and sing a song in tribute to Pele now. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Mick Hucknall. Oh. And Mick Hucknall come out. That's and apparently they're best story. mates. Pele and Mick Hucknall are best mates. Pele and Mick Hucknall. Yeah. So the answer is yes. Oh, I could just see that. I want to fall yeah. from the stars. Yeah, it's a bit like that. I, I, wonder, what I wonder what connects oh. that. Oh, that was my impression I'll of Pele. I know what might connect them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what probably links them. Right. They probably both... I don't advertise and use a lot of Viagra. That would be my oh, guess. Man, I think he might be on Allegedly. there. Allegedly. But do men who are on Viagra become friends with other men? Well, they might have met during a commercial or something. They'd yeah. be bumping to each other, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Simply Blue. Yeah. Simply Blue. There what a lovely tribute yeah. act. There you go. There there you go. What a great idea. That was fantastic. Um, a goal to Luke and Ewan for Southampton. Natalie and Nathan, we mm. come to you now. Here cool. we are. Ian Holloway with a lovely quote. Messi scores a goal and celebrates. Cristiano scores a goal and poses like he's in a shampoo commercial. I just like the way he said shampoo commercial. <laughs> <laughs> can we lovely. steal? If I don't get this right, can we steal? You can have a go, but you probably can you see my what? script. Let's see if they get it first. Do you want to hear the quote again? Yeah, please, please. Messi scores a goal and celebrates. Cristiano scores a goal and poses like he's in a shampoo commercial. There we are. Was it so A, Harry Redknapp, B, Diego Maradona, or C, Ian Holloway? Oh, who said Holloway. it originally? Who else would say that? That's kind of a... Hey, went on the table, wouldn't it? Do you think? It's, it's got to be someone who kind of has a gripe with Cristiano Ronaldo. That could be oh, anyone. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it could be everyone. Um, I think it's either Ian Holloway or it's uh, Harry Redknapp. So who, we... who was the second option again? Harry Redknapp, Diego Maradona, Ian no, Holloway. not Maradona. I don't think so. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, go on, what should we go for? You say. No, you don't, say. Okay, let's go Ian Holloway. Ian Holloway, the answer is Diego Maradona. Are you serious? Look at the stone, that. He hates him. He loves Messi, Argentina, doesn't he? He's always in a backup Messi because of the oh. Argentinian thing. So, quote three from Ian Holloway. Here it comes. My parents have been there for me ever since I was about seven. <laughs> I know this is without yeah. even the options. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to give you the options anyway because that's right. the format. <laughs> a, Harry Kane. B, Wayne Rooney. C, David Beckham. The answer is C, David Beckham. Yeah. David Beckham yeah. is the answer. Congratulations, Southampton. Quote four here for Nathan and Natalie. Every dog has his day and today is woof day. Today, I just want to bark. Today, I just want to bark. And it's uh, oh Steve gosh. Bruce, Alan Pardew or Ian Holloway. Oh, it's got to be Ian Holloway. One of them's got to be. Okay, I'll, I'll stick with you on it. I, I don't we? know. 
Go on, go for Let's it. say Ian Holloway. Is it Ian Holloway? Let's find out. That was me. That was me. There we <laughs> was. Was Ian? That was me. Go, yeah, that's me. In the shampoo yeah. commercial, <laughs> and today is Woof Day. That was Ian Holloway after clinching promotion as QPR manager in 2004. Okay, thank you to Ian for joining us on Glory Hunters this week. And the scores at the end of that round are five to Southampton and two to Brentford. After the break, we'll find out what was Jose Mourinho's response to this question. I was wondering which premiership manager you would least like to fight. <laughs> These guys were born with very large balls. I congratulate their mothers. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, you should put names by this. Before the break, we asked what was Jose Mourinho's response to this question. I was wondering which premiership manager you would least like to fight. <laughs> yeah, so which football manager would Jose Mourinho least like to fight? Uh, Natalie and Nathan, you're behind at the yes, moment, you're on we two are goals. Struggling a you can have first go. Well, who do you think? I personally think so, Alex, because he kind of he's always wanted that United job, isn't it? Yeah. This well seemed, he got it and then lost it. Yeah. But it sounds like an old interview. Ah. So it would have been when he was pining for the United job. So maybe Sir Alex. Very Midsummer Murder team. <laughs> know, mate. Mm-hmm. One detective. more thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe. So you I want Sir Alex Ferguson? Yeah, we'll oh. go with Sir Alex Ferguson. We'll go with Sir yeah. Alex Ferguson. Luke oh. and Ewan for Southampton. What, I'll say think? Pep Guardiola because Pep would beat him again. Pep would be good. Um, but <laughs> I th- I think Steve Bruce looks like he's taken a few punches. He does. So <laughs> whether that means take, he's a tough man. It. How old was that clip? Pulis was tough. I don't know how old the clip is, but what do you reckon? Potch? Trent Potch might have a little I, fight. I think the one I'd least like to fight would be Potch. I think it would be tough. You think? Yeah, but... Uh, I Potch mean, down an alley with a snooker ball in a sock. Yeah. He's not won anything yet, has he? <laughs> mm. Maybe if Potch won, it'd be the first thing he'd win. <laughs> so, yeah. Nathan's uh, sort of thrown the cat amongst the pigeons now on the timing of the clip. I assumed it was a completely brand new clip because Joe's is doing a lot more media work now. So I'd say, I'd say Pochettino. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got you happy with that? You know, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. Poch is quite a young man as well. He's like 46, 47, I think. He's he's probably young, he thinks the younger man. Mm. He's yeah. like a slippery can, snake. Can we ask when the interview was? No. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can ask, know. we can't answer it. Oh, okay. Nathan, but thank you. So we've got Sir Alex yeah. Ferguson and well, just Rito to Pochettino. Yeah. I don't think Poch looks that tough, but I think you're right. I think he wouldn't quit. I think he'd have a little bit of fight in him. It's difficult because I mean, there's certain managers like Pulis and Big Sam who you wouldn't want to... Mm. They're, but they're not managers at the moment, so it's difficult to... Depends when the clip is. But, but equally, look, look. Jose Mourinho is probably the type of person that says, I'll take them all on. Yeah, exactly. He, he doesn't yeah. care. And he would also fight really dirty as well. He poked that guy in the eye that time, do you remember? He did? Yes. Yeah. Now we'll stick with Pochettino. We'll stick with Pochettino. So Alex Ferguson or Maurizio Pochettino. Right. Let's find out from Jose himself. I was wondering which premiership manager you would least like to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Which one I wouldn't fight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would Big Sam? Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you would kill me. <laughs> Big Sam Allardyce. Oh. Oh. The way he says Big it. Sam. It's brilliant. Big Sam? I've not be- met Big Sam Allardyce. How big is he? A bit, he's a big guy, yeah. He's a big guy. How yeah. big? So I'd say sort of about 0.8 Alan Brazils. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> big enough. 
People say um, I did that. I did that face app recently. You know the aging app, oh. and uh, I looked like. Are you wearing it now? I looked. <laughs> I looked like Sam Allardyce when I did it. Oh, mate, oh, well, that's, that's, that's boring. Is that not a good thing, Natalie? No. I, I well, uh, I'm not sure you want to look like big Sam Allardyce, but he's a lovely man. Let's just quantify <laughs> that. Let's just say he's lovely. He's very nice. Right. Well, there we are. Next up, I want each of you to abandon your principles and go all out for glory in the round we call Sporting Heretics. <laughs> You'll each have 30 seconds to deliver a piece of pure footballing sporting blasphemy as you lay waste to a sacred cow of my choosing. Quite simply, the more horrified, shocked and disgusted I am, the more you will score. Current scores are five Southampton, Brentford are on two. So we're going to start with the losers to the winners. Nathan, that means you go first. And I want you to tell me why goal music should be compulsory. Okay, goal music should be compulsory because it brings atmosphere. To, you know, when, when your team scores, I mean, standing up and cheering, that's so pre-2000s, okay? Now, you want to see overweight men in shirts that don't fit them boogieing to celebrate <laughs> good time. Come on, right? He yeah, had atmosphere. And then, don't just stop at just when your team scores. When your team concedes, have it like... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and now with VAR, you can have... Da-da, you know? <laughs> Atmosphere, that's what we need at games. Football is about atmosphere, hence goal music, and all music should be at the games. I'm not surprised the Brentford fans saying that. Oh. Asking for atmosphere. Oh, oh. 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 Got right in there. Nathan, um, I absolutely hate goal music and I hate <laughs> forced atmosphere, so I was truly disgusted. So I'm going to give you five goals to oh, Nathan nice. Cason there. Mm. For goal music should be compulsory. Natalie. International breaks are a good thing. They are a good thing. I love the international breaks because we don't have to hear the Premier League this, the Premier League that. We can all calm down and, you get a and day not off. have endless <laughs> conversations <laughs> of who's going to win the Premier League when it is only September. We don't have to talk about Arsenal's defensive woes and whether or not Paul Pogba can be that star for Manchester United. Um, it gives everyone the chance that want, wants to play for their country, that opportunity to fulfil their dreams. It also means our players who are worked really, really hard get a rest. They get a rest <laughs> for two weeks. And it also means I get my Saturdays, Saturdays back for two weeks as well. I don't have to worry and be anxious about how Brentford are going to get on in the Championship. And of course, without the international breaks, Charlie, we wouldn't have the non-league day when everyone can go down to a non-league now, yes. club and show their support. This is good. Now, this, this was very, very good. You, I, you almost lost me when it became about you, Natalie. I know, <laughs> for I very know. selfish reasons. I always and then you brought non-league me. day into it. You know, I love non-league football, yeah. so I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you three goals. Oh, Natalie nice. Sawyer with three goals there. Luke Moore, we come to you. Abolish the throw-in. Yeah, get rid of it. It's an absolute waste of time. Um, not least because when you're playing at like grassroots level, every time there's a throw-in the entirety of the opposite team will shout, foul throw ref, foul throw ref. <laughs> That's a waste of time. Referee's got enough to do as it is. I'd like to see you, you, you're able to launch the ball back into play by whatever means you think is fit. So you could do like a goalkeeper overarm throw, you get your big centre half and launch it back in with his foot. Basically just do whatever you want to get the ball back in rather than wasting our time with these petty, stupid rules about hands behind the head, feet on the line, all the rest of it. Waste of time, get rid of it. Too much admin in football anyway abolish all of it. This is an excellent answer, Luke. 
Absolutely, I think the throwing. No one can take a throw in anymore. You watch kids football; they all can't take throw ins no. anyway. I like the idea that you could just volley it in or yeah. like header it in or just like imagine roll, that. Imagine a goalkeeper just getting bombarded. It's probably about fifty <laughs> throw ins per team a game. Every one of those gets bombarded onto the keeper. Makes the game more attacking. It'd be like it's a knockout. It'd be, oh, it'd it's, be amazing. It's a brilliant answer. I'm going to give you five goals for it. Absolutely excellent. And you and our final man coming to you for Southampton. Football teams don't need managers. Don't need managers. They're, they're too egotistical. They think it's all about them. Yes, they add a bit of charisma. The press conferences are good. But I reckon let the real people who do the graft at the football clubs, the tea ladies, the kit man, let them decide who plays. Or let the team just do it. A free-for-all, like Lord of the Flies. A democracy. Yeah, yeah. sort themselves yeah. out. You know, if someone's diving all the time, they get a right good shoe in at half-time. <laughs> let the players decide who should play. Don't need the managers. As I said, yeah, they do add something to it. But let them have a year off. Football clubs should be able to run themselves without management, just the players. Another excellent, excellent answer. I like the fact that you think there's still a tea lady at every single football club. <laughs> very good. One lady. I'm, I'm gonna get just one woman who goes round <laughs> the whole of football. So busy. I'm gonna give you four goals. Four goals for that. Very, very good. You were, I'm shocked to the core. And the scores at the end of that round are Southampton 14, Brentford 10. Tell you what, this is the best we've done so far. Very, very strong. Very, very strong. Next up, we find out what is Denver Bar's biggest secret. Tell me a secret about you. Secret. Tell me a secret. In football, in my life. It can be anything. It can be that you don't like Brussels sprouts. It can be that you sleep with your teddy bear. It can be that you always put your left sock on first. Tell me a secret. Uh... Aggression is what I do. I go to war. You don't contest football matches in a reasonable state of mind. <laughs> Are these real? Have you made them up? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs and medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. the break I wanted to know what was Denver Barr's big secret tell me a secret about you tell me a secret in football in my life can be anything it can be that you don't like Brussels sprouts it can be that you sleep with your teddy bear it can be that you always put your left sock on first tell me a secret Uh... Natalie you look perplexed have you any idea what Denver Barr's big secret I'm gonna give you a little clue it's food oh Oh, I don't think it is Brussels sprouts Oh, well, see, I was thinking, you know, the way that Jeff Shreves was asking the question, oh, yeah. that it was, you know, I love Jeff Shreves. <laughs> Unlikely. <laughs> that, to come out to Jeff and... Perhaps, but, um, oh, food. Ooh. Yeah, I, I had... not to like. I had fifth Ninja Turtle from oh, the yeah. mask used to wear and uh, <laughs> kill Tupac. <laughs> be quite a big secret. Yeah. Be a big reveal for Jeff Shreves, that. What a scoop for Jeff, that'd be. <laughs> Huge, yeah. wouldn't it? Good day at the office. <laughs> oh, I broke the news who killed Tupac. Yeah, it's been played down that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, feel like yeah. I feel like we'd have heard more about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Food? Yeah. Any, oh, uh, gosh. any answers? <clears throat> um, he loves something like I don't know, junk food or ice cream. Something that he's not meant to have as an athlete. Yeah, I don't know. Sweets, yeah. Sweets. Burgers. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know. Cheeseburgers, yeah. Cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Really cheesy Eight cheeseburgers. Eight yeah. cheeseburgers in that sort of thing. I don't He's a secret you, what was your, so you as, as a professional athlete, what was your kind of guilty pleasure food? Burgers. Nice. Burgers. Oh, burgers. Nice. I used to have Something here. a McDonald's platinum card, right? And basically, I went to McDonald's drive through once, and this lady who worked there said, all oh, the footballers get free McDonald's. You should deserve one of those. Oh. And she goes, I'll sort it. I went back about a month later, and for 10 years, I had a platinum card. It was like sort of a... A, a then version of the Nando's black, black card. card. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I could have unlimited McDonald's. <gasps> so for free. I, for free. So what I was used it to... like the day that you... Doing a bit of a British athletics. <laughs> <wouldn't> <laughs> you? Yeah. What was it like the day you presented it and they said, not anymore, Ewan? Yeah. No, I got questioned actually up in Sheffield <laughs> once. 
they're like, what's that? That's a rubbish accent. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? And they, I said, they said, they tried to confiscate it. You've clearly made this at home in your bedroom. And I went, no, it's real. Phone head office, because they were quite rare. Yeah. And um, yeah, but I used to just, after training every night, have a Big Mac and a chocolate milkshake on the way home before dinner. Oh. When you're young, you can eat what you Get want. Get away with it, yeah. yeah. Denver bar, what do you think his secret was? Food related. Food related. Well, Denver burgers, bar. Brentford have gone for just, just, just burgers. I mean, an amount of burgers. It seemed like a very, very just generic answer. No, burgers. Loves burgers. Vo- He's not going to say anything too bad, is he? Lamb. <laughs> never, never <laughs> tried lamb. You and Jack, you're a bit of a dad joke. Loves roast lamb. Bah, bah. bah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a dad joke. It's a dad joke. Um, oh, I reckon booze. I reckon he has a shot of vodka before <laughs> before every game, before just every to warm match. himself you know, up. Jamie Vardy, and, and I think he admitted this in either a newspaper article or if he's written an autobiography, it's in that that one of his main hobbies, even when he was a player, was to make Skittles flavored vodka in his own house, and that was like his tipple of that choice. That was his thing. Nice. So, I don't think it's that. He was having a party. Yeah, all the time. So, um, a big roast lamb before every match and a shot of vodka. Is that what you're going for, Ewan? <laughs> it seems like I, I, I want it to be that. I want it to be that. You want it to be that. Yeah. Well, let's find out what Denver Bar's secret was. Tell me a secret about you. Tell secret. Me, tell me a secret. In football, in my life. It can be anything. It can be that you don't like Brussels sprouts. It can be that you sleep with your teddy bear. It can be that you always put your left sock on first. Tell me a secret. Uh... I love syrup. Syrup? Yes. You know what is syrup? Yes. Why? Strawberry syrup. It's just like that. How often do you have it? Every day. <laughs> I need. I never. I never. I always. When I drink water, I put syrup in it. There we are. It's just squashing it. I think just he like means. I think he means cordial, doesn't he? Yeah. Apple. That's Denver Bar's big secret. We did he say loves strawberry it was syrup. Junk. I mean, it's definitely junk. Yeah. Wow. There we are. But n- none of you get any points. Don't look Aww. at me for points. None of you get any goals. It was appalling. All right, time now for a round we're calling Back in the Day. We're going to travel back to a landmark year in both clubs' history. Now, Ewan and Luke, aside from winning the Johnston Paint Trophy in 2010, the year that's etched upon the memory of every Saints fan over a certain age is 1976. Shannon, nice touch again. Carry on. Oh, look at this. Bobby Stokes. It well. Oh, he's there. Stokes has put Southampton in the lead. A great break there for Southampton. And they're all off that Southampton bench. There we are, Bobby Stokes. Famous goal against Man United. But what else can you guys tell me about the year 1976? Are you ready, lads? Neither of us were born. Well, well. I unfortunately was. Just. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 74. <laughs> I didn't live in really? Southampton then. So is that an excuse? What you, you're you want to know more? Years old. Yeah, I'm 45. I'm going to ask really? you questions on that year. To do with football or just to general? Do with that? Absolutely everything. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Come on. Are we ready? Here yeah. we go. Question one: As Southampton fans celebrated in the street, they would have been dancing to the biggest selling single of the time. But what was it? And who was it by? Now the time is moving on, and I really should be gone, but you keep me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, 
It's Brotherhood of Man. It is Brotherhood of Man, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the name of the song, do you, you? No, no. Oh, is it Save All Your Kisses it's for Me? Save All Your Kisses for Me. My brother's having Don't do it. Everybody, save all your kisses for me. Oh, that's all as far as we get. There we are. Very, very good. Question two. The host nation, the winners and runners-up of Euro 1976 are all now obsolete nations. And I will give you a goal for each one you name. The host nation, the winners, runners-up of Euro 1976, all now obsolete. Can you name them? So I think the host was the Soviet Union. No. The winner was the Soviet Union. No. The runners-up was the Soviet Union. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Was it called that back then? USSR? Yeah, that's same thing. It's kind of the same right. thing. Right. What yeah. about... That's, is that still around, that country? Yeah, it's still yeah. around, okay. yeah. That's what? Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Only just. <laughs> yeah, for now. Yeah. yeah. 1976. European. Euro cha- European Championship. Mm-hmm. Oh, hang what? on. East Germany. East Germany. I should say that. The East war. Germany. Yeah. East, it's not East Germany. Oh, West G- Germany. G- German- West Germany. I'll okay. give you that. Yeah, okay, runners right. up. Yeah, West yeah. Germany. Yeah, okay. So that's your runners up. Can you tell me the hosts and the winners? Spain. Spain. Spain, Spain is not the answer. Okay, time's up. The hosts, oh, Yugoslavia. The hosts, Yugoslavia, of course. And the winners were Czechoslovakia. Republic and Slovakia. Question three. 1976 was also the year that punk exploded onto the national consciousness after the Sex Pistols made a tea time appearance on the Bill Grundy show. Beethoven, Mozart, Bach, and Browns have all died. Really? What what, what, what are we saying, sir? Wonderful people. Are they? Oh, yes, they really turn us on. What do they do? Well, suppose they turn other people on. What a rotter. Yeah. Does anyone else want to have a go at what a rotter? What a rotter. That was very good, Luke. <laughs> Thank you. Which famous football agent booked them onto the show after the group Queen pulled out? A famous so football agent. agent. Back in the 70s. The only one I can think of that would fit the bill would be Eric Hall. Mm. Oh, with his big cigar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was rock and roll, a bit show busy, wasn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, he would have had contacts. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Eric Hall. You've gone for Eric Hall. The answer is Eric Hall. He yes. was working well done, as a publicist oh. for EMI. Now, in that round, you scored four goals, and that takes you on to 18. Congratulations, Natalie and Nathan, Nat Squared, as we like to call you. We're <laughs> going to travel back to 2006, and Brentford have just been named Football League Community Yay! Club of the Year. <laughs> That's probably your one. Yeah. Now, I've no doubt that that moment is etched upon both of your memories. We want to know what else you remember of that year. Here we go, 2006. Question one. As Brentford fans celebrated in the street, they would no doubt have been dancing to the biggest selling single of the year. But what was it and who was it by? I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so thrilling about that place. Who's that by? Uh, Nas Barkley. Correct. Crazy. Correct. Yeah. Fantastic. Two goals for that. Excellent. Question two. After winning the Football League Community Club of the Year. <laughs> the World Cup probably paled into insignificance for most Brentford fans. But can you remember the name of the mascot for Germany 2006? Oh, my gosh. By the look on your face, <laughs> I don't think you can. So I'll give you some clues. Was nice. it A? Gustav, B, Brian, C, <laughs> Golio, 
I would like it to a, be Brian. A, Gustav, B, Brian, C, Golio. I'd like to be Brian because my dad is a Brian. Ah, Brian Sawyer. Brian, exactly. Brian David Sawyer. Big Brian. Brian. Really big old Brian. Big Brian. Yeah, good old Brian. Brian. Very proud Brian. of Natalie, isn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, he should be as well. should oh, be. She's a lovely girl. You are lovely. Very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Can we say the names again? Oh. Because we've got sidetracked with Brian. Gustav, good old Brian and Golio. Okay. Stands out for some weird what do you think? Yeah. Golio, maybe. Good. It was in Germany in 2006. Is that right? Was it in Germany? Yep. Oh, Germany 2006. Then the mascot. What do you think? For Germany 2006. <laughs> okay, I'm leaning towards Golio. Well, we'll go with Golio. But then, you know, it's Gustav. Gustav. Is that kind of Germany? Germany. Gustav the goals, you know, could have been, could it? Big Brian mascot. I just can't see it being Brian. It would be funny if it was Brian. <laughs> it would be lovely, but. Um, I'm, push I'm, you I'm sure answer. my dad wouldn't have stopped talking about it if it was Brian. What do you want to think? Should we go Gustav? You've gone for Gustav. The answer is Golio. Oh. Bad news, oh. bad news. I was going to say, can we hear from Golio then? We can't. Okay, he's a mascot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Which TV show debuted that year featuring a cop who travels back in time to 1973? Here's a clue. Oh, damn, David Bowie with yeah. a big hit. It is a huge clue for the answer. Which TV show debuted that year and featured a cop who travels back in time to when Natalie was in her 20s, 1973? <laughs> 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 no, no. <laughs> Not having that, you Charlie Baker. Um, Life on Mars? Life on Mars hey, is the correct nice. answer. There we go. Can you imagine being stuck in 1973? A Cold War with the Russians, an American president about to be exposed as a crook, Britain isolated from Europe, and a whole 33 years to go before Brentford are crowned Football hey. League Anti Club of the Year! If I'd been born ugly, you'd never have heard of Pele. Oh, I just don't understand where I'm going. This is the maddest, maddest things I've ever read out. My parents. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. My parents have been there for me ever since I was about seven. <laughs> <laughs> We live in confused and troubled times, and that's why we decided to make them even worse with this. This morning we're in South East London, in front of a dead studio audience. Our distinguished panel have absolutely no idea what questions they will be asked as we play A Question of Sport Time. <laughs> Madam. Could we have your first question, please? I'd like to ask the panel, which sport do they hate and why? Which sport do they hate and why? Panel, which sport do you think is absolutely mm -hmm. rubbish? Is it running like you and Thomas used to do? Well, I did or run around in a circle, which is kind of pointless. I might have yeah. just stayed still. <laughs> <laughs> Less effort. There which we are. sport do you think is frankly rubbish? For me, it's golf. golf. They make it look so easy, and I'm totally rubbish at it. Listen, when you're a retired sportsman or sportswoman, people assume you're good at everything. You get invited to these big charity golf days. First one I went to, I should have just quit then. I was with Matt Letizia, a legend from Southampton. 
teed off in front of the crowd. Please welcome from the world of athletics. Next up, everyone's silent. On the Spoon scene. it right into the crowd. Oh. And then I didn't play for years. And that Ant and Deck big thing, All-Star Cup, they invited me to that. The Celtic oh, yeah. Manor. I thought, wow, play on the Ryder Course Cup. You yeah. know, play where the proper pros play. Absolutely useless. My captain, Rob Ryden, was mortified. Didn't speak to me for the whole weekend. My only saving <laughs> Fellow grace. Welshman yeah. as well. Only, I was playing for Wales. Let the yeah, country yeah. down. Yeah. The only saving grace was Matt. Matt um, Johnson off television, off I think he's of this morning, whatever, lovely yeah. chap. That show business. Even worse than me, he actually put a woman in hospital. <laughs> he teed off, it hit Not an old laughing. lady in the crowd, it broke her shin, blood everywhere, and Ooh, honestly, oh he made goodness. me look good. And that but he was still rubbish. Golf. It wasn't. Golf, I'm you, so bad at it. Are you good at any other sports? Nearly every other sport I'd say I'm pretty good at, apart from golf. That's okay. why it's so frustrating, because I, mm. I need to play more to get good at it, but then I'm so embarrassed when I play it because people are watching me and I'm rubbish, mm. I don't like playing it. Golf. Mm. golf. Nathan, mm. what do you think? Which sport do you not like at uh, all? Cricket. Cricket? Cricket. Yeah, because um, as a West Indies fan, uh, they've killed all my joy and hope and enthusiasm <laughs> over the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And also, for me, I find the cricketers too polite for my liking. You know, like if you're a batsman and the umpire gives you out, you just got to take it, innit? Yeah. Like, you can maybe review it, but if you've got no reviews left, that's it, you just got to walk off, you know? It's like, wait, why are you, why are you walking off? Do something, man. Like, <laughs> the guy who gave you out is an old man in a cardigan. You're like a young athlete with a bat in your hand, like, just make him change his mind. <laughs> Chris Gale is known for West, West Indies. Universe Boss. Universe Boss. It's a great name. Mm, Brilliant nickname. It's a great sport name. Yeah. Universe boss. So you don't no. like cricket? <laughs> no, I'm no, sorry. No. If my grandma's listening, I'm sorry. I'm just going to kill me when I get home. But you know, no cricket for me. Are. So. Luke, any sports uh, you hate? Tennis, uh, tennis. Reason, Cliff Richard. Ah, oh, well, he's not oh. always there. Oh. Unacceptable. Unforgivable what he did at Wimbledon that year. You think? Yeah, although actually thinking about it, speaking of brilliant nicknames, the best ever sports nickname is a tennis player, and that was Vince Ain't Afraid of Your Spadia. That is very, very nice. He was largely terrible, but he was not afraid of anyone. So. He was not afraid. Yeah, I don't like tennis. I don't really like anything about it. Uh, can't get into it. People try and style it as being this kind of gladiatorial type affair, but to me it's just dull. And, I mean, people, it's just posh people. The crowd, the sense of humour of the crowd is the worst crowd in sport. Oh. Um, I can't have Cliff Richard. I can't stop thinking about Cliff Richard whenever I see tennis. Yeah, just keep that to yourself. Yeah, mostly I hate Wimbledon. I think. I think mostly I hate Wimbledon. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. that. Yeah, because yeah. it's a brilliant sport. It's not. It's, it's awful. It's one on one. You know, they're just there on their own. They can't go to any coaches or anything. They're just on their own. Playing for five hours. Yeah, sometimes they it's are. An incredible yeah. sport, Luke. I think you're missing out. Do you know so who would make Wimbledon great? Who would make Wimbledon great? Tupac. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'll, I'll be on board. I'll be on board. board if he turned up. Suddenly just turned up. Out of the blue. What? <laughs> I got you guys. I got you. <laughs> and while we shut the roof, we have Tupac Shakur. <laughs> Rapper over the top of Cliff Richard. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the mashup no one wants. Mm. Natalie Sawyer. Fishing. How is Fishing. it a sport? Oh. Come on, you're just basically watching somebody else sitting down for hours waiting for their fishing rod to get a tickle. Nah, steady. Yeah, I know exactly. But that's it. I don't get it. Um, how, I'm not even thinking about the poor fish. We don't know if it hurts them we don't when know. the old hook goes in. So, you, nah, not a fan of fish. I think it's the most cool. popular pastime in the UK. It is. Yeah. And those are all the sports that we think are rubbish. I think they're all brilliant. So, we're giving no one any points. You, oh. sir, on question time with our next question. <coughs> 
Hello, panel. I'd like to ask you, which figure from the world of sport do you feel is best equipped to lead Britain's Brexit negotiations? Nice question. Thank you, sir. He's asking the panel, which figure from the world of sport is best equipped to lead Britain's Brexit negotiations? You any political at all? No, not really. But um, Judy Murray, she's got that death stare. She might be to sort the room out. If not, Fergie, the hairdryer treatment. He was yeah. successful in Europe as well. But I think for me, <laughs> there's too much Brexit. You know, you, you get your ear chewed off. So why not get Tyson who can properly chew your ear off? <laughs> Mike Tyson, he could sort <laughs> anyone out. Yeah, imagine, Mike Tyson. Imagine, imagine how confused they would be if the, the doors open to start the negotiations in the room and all the EU officials come in and then Mike Tyson just walks in. <laughs> <laughs> You'd listen though, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be all over it. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. if he had his tiger with him as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He'd yeah. sort out the Irish backstop. Yeah, he's, got, he's got like a $15 million mansion that he's never been in. Has Mike he? Tyson, yeah. Someone broke it's into it and took a lot of photos of it. It's dilapidated now, but he bought it for $15 million. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, but he never, ever went in it. That's like breaking into Duncan Ferguson's house. No, but he's yeah. never been there. So it's fine, you'll be safe. Oh, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're okay. Fine, you're yeah. okay. Nathan Caton, Brexit. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I'd like to thank the right honourable gentleman for the question. <laughs> 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 I had a few few ideas. Uh, first was uh, Daniel Levy. He's like, you know, the, the, the most extreme. Good negotiator. Yeah, I mean, he gets a bargain out of nowhere. Um, then I thought Roy Keane. Right? But then I thought, when I say Roy Keane, not like clean shaven pundit. I mean, like, you remember, like, um, Aston Villa, assistant manager, the full beard. That yeah. No, there's a man who doesn't care anymore. Right? What um, I like to call the dog walking year. He was always out walking his dog, wasn't he? Then? His dog was Triggs. Triggs' his dog. <laughs> Sadly passed away now, Triggs. Oh, oh yeah. a moment of silence. Um, <laughs> and then I thought Neil Lennon or whoever is the Celtic manager at the time. Because if there's anyone who can successfully negotiate a way out of Europe, even when it looks virtually impossible, <laughs> it's Celtic. So whoever's above the Celtic, get them. Good idea. Natalie Sawyer, anything to add? Well, I can only agree with what Nathan has said about uh, Celtic. I'll get onto that in just a moment. But uh, I'm going for a coalition oh. because I think Virgil van Dijk is the perfect leader. He knows how to command his box, so be very useful in front of the des- dispatch mm. box. Uh, he already has the respect of his peers, of his teammates. But I think all fans like Virgil van Dijk. And let's not forget, there aren't many people that can get away with being called Virgil, have a ponytail <laughs> and a goatee <laughs> as well. That is Virgil van Dijk and we love him for it. And then, yes, combine that masterful leader of Virgil van Dijk with Scott Brown who knows how to lead his side out of Europe well we've got a wonderful coalition <laughs> government fantastic answer anything to add at all Luke uh, two pack two pack <laughs> just two pack okay very very good a common theme on today's show I'm going to give um, you 52 points 52 Whoa, goals hey. and 48 goals this side oh. there we are 52 48 for that question we there we are there. which means at the end of that round the scores are 68 goals to Southampton and 66 to Brentford Ooh. next up we go into injury time but before we do can you tell me what happened next during this Sean Dyche press conference so to keep that focus maintain their belief in training maintain their work ethic so that when they are called upon they're ready great signs of it again tonight In life, only two things cannot be changed. Your mother and your football team. You're listening to Glory Hunters here on TalkSport with me, Charlie Baker, where Southampton, in the shape of Ewan Thomas and Luke Moore, have 68 goals, and Brentford, represented by Natalie Sawyer and Nathan Caton, have 66 goals. Now, before the break, 
I asked what happened next during this Sean Dyche press conference. So to keep that focus, maintain their belief in training, maintain their work ethic so that when they are called upon, they're ready. Great signs of it again today. Any ideas? Anyone want to have a little guess? Is, is this not the one where he admits to uh, eating earthworms to make his voice so deep? Do you remember that? No, I don't remember oh, that at all. I'm so hoping that's just you had. No, no, in a press conference about a year or two ago, one of the um, uh, journalists said to him, how is your voice so deep? Because obviously he's got a very gravelly voice. And he said something like, oh, I spend all my time on the training ground eating earthworms. And I thought it might be that, but it's not that, no. Well, we don't, we don't know. I'm gonna, we're going to find no. out in a minute in the clip. Natalie, Nathan, do you have any sort of guess? I don't think I can compete with earthworms. Yeah. Someone offered him a cough suite. Someone offers nice. him a cough. Let's find I reckon, out. I reckon, oh, sorry. sorry. I reckon a mobile phone went off and he was very angry about it. Yeah, good shout. You think a mobile phone yeah, went and off he was and he was very it. angry about it? Let's find out and see what Sean Dyche did next. So to keep that focus, maintain their belief in training, maintain their work ethic so that when they are called upon, they're ready. Great signs of it again today. That's a fine if someone's phone's ringing. That's a fine. Mr. Richardson. Mr. Richardson. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, it's Sean Dykes, the manager of Burnley. Who's that? <laughs> it's Sean Dykes, the manager of Burnley Football Club. There was a phone on my table and I'm actually doing an interview and you rang to disturb me, so I just thought I'd answer and see what you are disturbing me about. No worries. W would you like your mate? Would you like your mate? OK, are you going out tonight? A few beers or what? <laughs> OK, decent. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Sean Dyche there you were correct Ewan oh, well, that's, there we that's got to be extra points it was going to be extra points there's someone ringing him to try and sell him PPI yeah. <laughs> there we are uh, Ewan I'm going to give you two extra goals two extra goals there which takes the you up game, to 70 goals we've got one round to go I've so enjoyed spending time with you this morning Ewan and you Nathan I'm going to oh, find out you. a little bit more about you Ewan you've represented Britain in the Olympics but we also have something in common is that you did total wipeout, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, did you uh, like it? I, and I did total wipeout once as well. Brutal, wasn't it? The absolute yeah. hardest thing I've ever done. How far did you get on the big red balls? Oh yeah, no, I nearly made it across. I touched all the balls. Touched all yeah, the balls? but I didn't quite make it to the platform. <laughs> so my feet touched all the balls. Is, is it possible? Yeah, you can do it. You can I do think it. You can do it. I reckon they deflate them a little bit. When they, they see like a pro athlete, yeah. they think we're going to make they it They stitch up. you up. But it was good fun, that, but loads of people get injured filming that. Properly mm. injured, That's yeah. why it's filmed in Argentina, because it's like health and safety. It doesn't exist. Exactly. The reason <laughs> I bring it up is because I did it with another a fellow 4x400 runner. Okay. Derek Redmond. Oh, did you? Did he pull his hamstring? He didn't pull his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Derek. Now, Derek, famously, of course, his dad at the end of a race came on, helped him across the line. Yeah. Is that something you think they should bring into professional sport? What, dads? People's dad dads or mums could... Could get involved. You could do a relay, like a four by four, right? So you could bring in like a ringer, like a good fast cousin, but then your mum and dad have to compete, even if they're like in their 80s. This so is it could be a combined <laughs> team. That's quite a good, a good idea. Shout. Or like, you know, the other night, Tammy Abraham had to take that penalty in the, in the Super Cup. Tammy Abraham's mum or dad comes on. Yeah. Whispers in his ear. Wouldn't have been the worst penalty, would it? Just. <laughs> Nathan, yeah. you, you talk about your grandma a lot in your set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is she, is she into sport? What's her favourite sport? Yeah, her favourite sport is cricket. So, oh, oh no! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loves sports, man. Um, when I was a kid, I used to do athletics, do hundred meter sprint, and she used to be like the, the big cheerleader for the school. So much so that when me and my younger siblings, when we all like finished, she would still turn up. So now she's like, she's famous at the school for being like the cheerleader at the, at the sports day. Yeah, she's there. She's like oh, shouting nice. at kids, nice. "Come on, one way, one way." You don't, you can't say that. You don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> you and you've just had a little boy, and this yeah. is something you're going to face. Actually, is when you turn up. Yeah. At the, the, 
the dad's race yeah. at sports I mean, imagine that i know I, yeah. I won my first dad's race this year Did i mean I, I was the only one taking it at all seriously <laughs> did you wear so rolling spots my wife said yeah. it was the most embarrassing thing she's ever seen <laughs> she's married to life. you i was properly running <laughs> yeah. the bend <laughs> properly <laughs> running the bend there do you think you'll take it seriously you? i know i will I'm, I take everything seriously. I'll, I'll dust off the old GB kit, running spikes, <laughs> yes. turn up with my blocks, <laughs> even just to intimidate the other fathers. <laughs> but I'm going to be up against young dads. I'm 45. There'd be dads in their 20s you're, you're wanting a, to take you're a, a professional But I was, but a long time ago. Yeah. Things will snap. I'll probably do a Derek do it, Redmond. You have to promise I can do it with your, with your gold medal right now. I'll, I'll run oh, with <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll just turn a, up. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you'll do a reverse Derek Redmond because your son will carry you over the line. Perfect. <laughs> Five-year-old yeah. boy <laughs> holding his dad's nice hand moment. while his dad's crying in his GB kit. All right, I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> now you present on the one show. What's the strangest one show item you've reported on? Well, the most embarrassing one was uh, it was a Liverpool fan. She was 105 years old, and I had to go to Liverpool the night before it was Champions League, and I got loads of players to sign a card for Beryl's happy birthday, and I had to present it to her in the old people's home the next day, and I had Ian Rush with me. And um, mm. bless her, she she's a massive Liverpool fan. She looked at all these signatures, and she goes, "Oh, I would have loved my ambition in life. I would have loved to have met that Ian Rush." <laughs> and because obviously she remembers him with a tash and that, yeah. and, I, and I had to go, "Beryl, th this is Ian Rush." <laughs> she goes, "No, no, 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 seriously, I would have loved to meet." And I said, "No, it's Ian Rush." So it's kind of a little. What bit was awkward. Ian saying? He, he was fine. He was a lovely bloke as well, actually. Yeah. He was really nice. But yeah, that's not the straight. You do all sorts. You bake bread in windmills, and you know. Abseil down buildings, but yeah. yeah. I'd love that job. It looks like the yeah, best cool. job. It's yeah. so interesting. Looks fun, you say interesting, yeah. but it takes two days to film a three-minute clip, so it's... I've got know. nothing else on. I don't feel safe <laughs> <so good. laughs> no. do Nathan, you haven't no. always been a comedian. No, you trained no, no. to be an architect, is that right? Yeah. yeah no, I, did, I, did, I didn't do a whole seven years. I did three years and I thought, you know what, it's enough. I think the building's stable enough. I'll do comedy <laughs> now. Mm. Good. And how good are you at drawing a building? Um, I can draw a square box of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I haven't like, done any like, architectural drawing for, for a good few years now, so kind of this is this has got to work now. This comedy thing is <laughs> no going back. Do rubbish architects get work? Is this, are they out there? You know, I'm not very good at it, but I can have a good go at it. No, I, th I, don't, <laughs> I don't think you can afford you to be a bad architect. You didn't think to go up to Brentford and go, I might be able to design your new stadium. No, because no. you want the oh. centre to kind of stay there. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sorry, saw it's got a pub on every corner. You can't better that, can you? Does it? I didn't know that fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've never mentioned that fact about Brentford. And that's why right, Brentford is bigger than that. They were community club of the year. Well, there we are. Well, in the dying moments of the game, we move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Remember, you're up against the clock. So if you don't know the answer, it might be best to pass and move on. The losing side goes first, which is currently Nathan and Natalie. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nat Squared, as we're calling you. You are currently on 66 goals. Yep. Very high scoring game this week. Quite simply, I need you to tell me which of the following are the names of actual Brazilian footballers by answering true or false. Okay. okay. Are you ready? We can do this. Your time starts now. Elvis. False. It's true. He loves being a footballer. One, for the money. Two, for the show. Here we are. Juan Kenobi. False. False is correct. Heron. <laughs> true. True, he's elegant, slim, good in the air. Streisand. <laughs> True. False. George Lucas. True. The force is strong. True. Genesis. True. Parents were either big fans of the band or the Bible. Kez. False. false. Tis false. Marlon Brandau. Oh. 
Ooh, that's that's false. False. It's true. He's a contender. Gaz Pacho. False. Tis false. Neil Shipperley. False. <laughs> Tis false. Wenderson Tsunami. False. It's true. He's going to be a footballer or a wrestler. Tesco Club Card. <laughs> it is false. Robson Bamboo. True. Flexible and reliably strong. It is true. Cow Dunga. True. False. Oh. Frederico Dibna. True. It's false. Did you like that? There we are. And at the end of that, you've scored nine goals, which takes you to 75. Next up, it's Southampton. You have 60 seconds to tell me which of the following are actual names of five-a-side teams registered in the UK. Didn't we do that last week? We did do that last week, Luke, but these are different ones. Okay, right. It was a huge success last week. Okay. Your time starts now. Real Ale Madrid. Oh, it's got to be real. True, true. True. Boris Dortmund. That's too individual, though. That's so false. Yeah, false. It's false. Surreal Madrid. It's got to be true. <laughs> yeah. True. true. FC 20 somethings. Yeah, that's true. 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 Bolton Squanderers. <laughs> true. True. False. Oh. Best Kit Tass. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's true. It's, people are quite true. witty in the UK. It's false. Oh. Pork Vale. <laughs> Pork Vale, true, please. <laughs> Tis true. Deportivo Lack of Talent. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Not Florist. Mm. False. False. David Cameroon. False. David Cameroon is true. What Everton? False. It is false. Aston Vanilla. <laughs> true. It is true. Fiorentino Turner. <laughs> true. True. Oldham Pathetic. <laughs> true. It's false. Oh. Into the pub. True. Correct. There it is. And that is the end of that enough. round. And you scored... 12 goals, which takes you to 82 goals, which means the final scores are 75 Brentford and 82 Southampton. You and Thomas give me my first win. First win of the season. Congratulations, Luke. Well, well done, you and Thank you. Thank Thank you. Would you like to give us a bland post-match comment? Um, we fought back. Yeah, yeah. Think of it as a cup game. For yeah. Brentford. No, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Folks in the league, mate. Folks Was it 78 league. losses now? <laughs> <laughs> Natalie and Nathan, thank you for playing. Ewan and Luke, thank you for playing. To our winners, we say... Maggie Thatcher, can you hear me? Maggie Thatcher, your boys took a hell of a beating. Your boys took a hell of a beating. And for our losers, the fans are already paying for blood. There is no organisation. There is no defensive structure. There is no interception. Nothing is there in that defence. Third class... Fourth class defence. Is that the way you defend? Is that a top football club who wants to finish in top four? Is that the way how they defend? Is that the way to defend? Passion spilling over here on Glory Hunters. <laughs> Join us at the same time next Sunday. Until then, from myself, Charlie Baker, and Nathan, Natalie, Luke, and Ewan, it's goodbye. <laughs> So congratulations, Luke and Ewan. Well done. A deserved victory. Well, the, the spoils must go to Ewan for delivering me my first victory. It's all him, really. I need, he needs to come back next week. And I want to say thank you for like turning your back on your, your town of Pompey. No, I didn't. I didn't. Just for just for just couple for the of show. hours. Yeah, that's what I mean. You can yeah, go back yeah. to being blue. Yeah. I think they sound smug. Do you, Natalie? I mean, always, always. Yeah, that's a bit There's... rich from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, you seem very quiet and annoyed. I, I, I think of it as a cup game, mate. I'm focusing on the league instead. Do subscribe to Glory Hunters wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, now you're going. Every dog has his day, and today is Woof Day. Today, I just want to bark. That was me, and that was mine. That was me.